Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be diving deep into relationship expectations. Is your list helping or hindering you? Initially, when I thought of the title of this episode, I was going to go down the line of, is your list realistic? However, after really thinking about it, I thought to myself, sometimes people have a list you know, of their relationship expectations, of what they want for their future partner. And sometimes that list is realistic. But when you assess the list, you come to realize that list is not necessarily healthy. And it's not really essential things that that person needs in terms of finding someone that is compatible with them, in terms of finding someone that they can actually build a healthy and happy life with. And I think it's really important not only to assess whether your list and expectations are realistic, because sometimes they may be realistic, but are they actually healthy? Are those things actually really important? Are those requirements actually essential to make a relationship work and function? healthily emphasis on the healthily so i'm super excited to go a bit deeper into this episode if it's your first time listening to one of my episodes welcome i hope you're gonna enjoy today's episode i'm definitely passionate and excited to dive deeper into this and there's a lot of conversations i've had recently about this particular topic so i'm really excited to really kind of get a bit deeper into it i'd also love to know your thoughts on what i'll share today you may not agree with everything that i say and i'm actually hope you don't agree with everything that i say i want to challenge you to think a little bit differently and also I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode I'd love to know your thoughts and opinions on whether a list is even important is it something that's fundamental when you are single and you're looking for a life partner is it something that you should always have with you I'd love to know your thoughts so if you have a look in the show notes you'll see all the ways that you can get in touch with me and I would love to know your thoughts but first and foremost let me stop talking and get straight into the episode Is your list helping or hindering you? This is the ultimate question I want you to ask yourself. If you have a list, that is. Now, when I was single, for a long time, I never had a list. I knew roughly in my mind the kind of person I wanted to marry, the kind of person I wanted to spend my life with. For me, marriage was something that was important. Um, And I wanted to ensure that I would commit and have a committed relationship with someone that had similar values to me, with someone that I could actually build a life with and have a happy and healthy relationship. For me, having a healthy relationship was very important. I've seen many relationships growing up that were one of pretense, you know, on the outside, the relationship seemed great. But deep down, you know, people are unhappy in the relationship. And I think for me, it was very important for me to have a relationship that I'd actually be happy in. I never wanted to be in a relationship where I'm pretending to be happy, where it's just one of those relationships that you see and you think, oh, they're so cute. But deep down, you know, you're not happy in the relationship. You want to escape the person, but you're just in it because of the pretense or because of, you know, the expectations of what your family will think and so on. For me, I, one of the things that was very important to me was being in a healthy relationship, being in a relationship that added to my life, being with someone that I'd actually enjoy building my future with. This was very important to me and that was a fundamental when actually looking for a life partner. So for a long time, like I said, I didn't have a list, but there came a time when I thought, you know what, I think I should make a list, right? Let me, let me make a list. And it was something that I thought very deeply about. I prayed about it and I thought, okay, what are the most important fundamental things? Because it's easy to just start listing all the physical attributes that you want, you know, tall, dark, handsome and all that good stuff. But I thought, you know, what are the core essential things that that person in terms of their character, in terms of like who they are that are going to be important for me? 
And I think something that we must think about when we are forming a list, if you decide to create one, and when I say a list, it's not necessarily a list that you will write down. Perhaps you will. I had my list written down in a notebook, which I actually still have today. I'm not sure exactly when I wrote this list down, but I do know I've had this particular notebook since 2014. And I am assuming I wrote this list in 2016. And I say this because I know it was definitely before I started dating my husband, which happened in 2017. So, I'm pretty sure this list was written in 2016 but I'm not 100% sure but I'm like 99% sure but anyways before I read you the list one thing I want you to consider is what what is your list based on a lot of the times when we do write relationship lists or if you've ever written one you can probably think back and think to yourself what did I base my list on a lot of the times when we base our list of our expectations of our future partner we kind of base it off things that we would want in someone or things that we think is important but sometimes we don't really consider whether those things are things that are required to make a relationship or a marriage work if if that's what you desire sometimes we don't think about that we don't think you know is this actually conducive for a relationship to work and be healthy? Sometimes we're just thinking of the physical aspects like, oh, he has to be tall or she has to be tall or they have to look like this or be from this particular country. Sometimes it can be very easy for us to focus on the superficial aspects of the person. It's very easy for us to know exactly how we want their hair to be, the shape up, you know, the hairline, (laughs) the pockets, (laughs) you know, how the pockets aligned. It's very easy for us to focus on the superficial aspects and to ignore the nitty gritty parts that actually make a relationship work now for me when I was making my list I was very conscious of that so in my list you'll actually see that I did not write any physical attributes and when you hear my list you'll probably think that it was quite generic in a sense because it was a very simple list but I will read it to you shortly but I think it was important especially for me to not just focus on the physical aspect now I'm not saying that the physical side is not important because we all know that it is it is important for you to be attracted to your partner it is important for you to wake up next to someone and not think oh my gosh this person is hideous of course it's important looks is important but looks is not everything and that is definitely not enough to sustain a healthy relationship I'm going to use the word healthy a lot in this episode so just a pre-warning but yes it's definitely not enough if that was the case relationships would never break down because a lot of the times there are couples that are beautiful they look great together on the outside everything's seems to be perfect but a lot of the times the relationship just does not work out and it's very rarely because of the physical attributes or the physical compatibilities sometimes there are other deeper issues which are not always explored and sometimes ignored so thinking about your own list or if you have one you have to think what is it actually based on is it based on what I need is or is it based on what I want and those things that I'm saying that I want are they actually things that are realistic are they actually things that are healthy are my expectations realistic because it's very easy for us to expect perfection in people and of course no one is perfect there are certain things that I would say that if you have a list or don't have a list are fundamental things for example someone that is going to be faithful to you that is important. That's not unrealistic to expect. You may say, you know, everyone cheats or all men cheat, like many people say, or everyone cheats. A lot of people have that kind of perception. And while I agree, everybody is capable of cheating. Of course, not everyone cheats. And for me personally, that is something that's very important. Faithfulness is important. If you cannot be faithful, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And that's just my opinion. That is a deal breaker for me. 
So having a expectation of someone being faithful is not unrealistic. Yes, there are many people that cheat, but of course there are still people out there that are faithful. There are still people out there that are trustworthy. And this is all very important things that you have to look out for. Sometimes, you know, people show you who they are, but you ignore them. Sometimes people have very untrustworthy tendencies, but again, we ignore them when we're dating because we really want to make it work or maybe we don't want to be alone or we think that's as good as it's going to get for us. And I think it's really important that when you are dating to really assess the situation and the person. It's so easy just to be led by your feelings, just to be led by other people's opinions. It's very easy to sometimes not take a step back to really assess whether that relationship is healthy, whether it's actually going somewhere and whether you are both actually compatible and want the same level of commitment. Sometimes what happens is, you know, one person wants to be committed, whereas the other person doesn't really want that. They may like you, but they don't want to commit to you. And I think it's important if being in a committed relationship, if getting married is something that's important to you, that should be a deal breaker. Because again, that's something you really desire, you really want, that is important to you. And if you do compromise on something such as that, that is very important, that's fundamental for you, that's a part of your belief system, and you compromise on that, you're then going to be later on upset, probably frustrated with your partner. You may even get to a stage where you start to resent them because they aren't going to be able to provide you with that level of commitment that you desire. So it's really important that when you are forming a list, when you are thinking of your expectations, especially if you're single right now, for you to really assess whether that person you're dating, speaking, observing, getting to know, really desires the same level of commitment that you do. And within a similar time period, perhaps the person wants to get married in 10 years and you want to get married in two. That is something that can cause a lot of friction and a lot of clashes in the future. So those are also things to consider. Now, let me share my list with you. Okay, let me just say, I was going to give a little disclaimer, but I won't. (laughs) So as I said, this list was written in 2016. So that was about almost six years ago now. And I know that was definitely when I was single. So I wrote, I want someone who's God-fearing slash godly. For me, someone who is God-fearing that was a Christian was very important to me. My faith was and is important to me um, because my faith is something that is like the number one priority in my life. A lot of my decisions, a lot of the way in which I navigate my life is centered around my faith and my relationship with God. And I wanted to ensure that whoever I marry, that is the same for them. I don't want to be with someone that doesn't have the same views as me when it comes to faith because faith is individual and faith is personal and I wouldn't want to have to impose my faith or my view on anyone I wouldn't want to have to drag them along you know there's certain things that I would want to already be a part of them and for me having someone and being with someone who was God-fearing who is a Christian was very very important to me And another reason this was important to me was I knew that that would also have an impact on how we dated. For me, I wasn't going to have sex when I was dating because I wanted to wait until we got married. Because again, that was important to me and that was a part of my faith. And I knew that if I was to date someone that didn't have that same conviction, it just wouldn't work. It would be very difficult. And one of us would have to compromise on something that we didn't want to. So for me, that was like a really important quality. And also it links into a lot of other things. You know, if someone who's truly God-fearing of course nobody's perfect we all make mistakes including myself but if someone is 
truly has a relationship with God and their faith is like a number one priority for them. That's also going to impact on how they will treat me in a relationship. They're pro- most likely going to be a good partner. They're most likely going to be someone who's faithful, someone who is working on themselves, you know, who's quite self-aware. So again, that is why that was important to me. Now, most of these things are not in priority order. I'm just going to read them as I wrote them down. The second thing for me was someone who was compatible with me personality slash culture wise and this was important because I've come to realize that the reason why a lot of relationships do not work out sometimes links to lack of compatibility sometimes you know we kind of ignore certain aspects where we are not compatible with someone so maybe it's big expectations for our lives so one person wants to have children the other person doesn't want to have children and that is a very big thing we're not talking about you know football team that you support or favorite color (laughs) we're talking about something that's really big and impacts our life and sometimes people ignore these lack of incompatibilities because you know they like the person or they think they're cute or they they just kind of want to force it and for me I wanted to be in a relationship that flowed naturally especially as we're getting to know each other I didn't want have to force anything I wanted it to flow naturally and for me being with someone that was compatible to me was important now I want to emphasize that compatible does not mean that you have all the same interests that you're the same person it doesn't mean that it just means that all the essential things in terms of like your life goals in terms of your personality it flows it fits you may be different you may be you know similar but different or you may be complete polar opposites but it works I'd say for me and my husband we're very different but in some ways we're quite similar we're both quite chilled quite laid back but I'm definitely a lot more outgoing than he is. He's a bit more of a homebody than I am. Of course, I pretty much am a homebody, but I do like to go out. I do like to explore. I do like to do things outside of the home. So I'd say in some ways we are similar, but in some ways we are completely different. For example, for me, I I, I can talk a lot more, where sometimes for him, there's not much for him to say. Um, and again, there were even times where it was kind of difficult for me because it's like, oh my gosh, you don't talk. And then I remembered back when I was single, one of the things that I said was, I don't want to be the guy that talks too much, right? And then I ended up getting a guy who didn't talk too much, but then I started complaining about it. <laughs> and I and I, then I started to try and change him into like, you don't talk, like you need to talk more but that's a whole other topic but yeah so again that was important to me compatibility being compatible in terms of our life goals of course doesn't mean we want the same things but just that we are compatible that was important and I definitely did not want to be with someone who is the exact same as me because I want to be able to learn from that person I want them to be able to learn from me and so that we can actually complement each other and help each other to be better and that was really important for me something else on my list was ambitious I needed to be with an ambitious man this is important for me because for me ambition is very very attractive and someone who isn't ambitious for me is unattractive And that for me was important because I feel like ambition will also spew into his work ethic. And again, these are things that are attractive for me. And I guess as a woman, we we desire that security within that person. We want to be with someone that's responsible. You don't want to be someone's mama. (laughs) You want to be with someone that's a responsible person. And I guess that's why ambition was important to me. And also because I am an ambitious woman and I didn't want to be with a man that would 
be jealous of my ambitions or would you know want me to kind of dim my light down I wanted to be with someone who was equally as ambitious or even more than me that would we'd actually complement each other that was important and another thing that I wrote which is quite funny I wrote a man of action so as you can see I said ambition and then I said a man of action again this was important for me you have people that are ambitious, but they're passive. You have people that are ambitious, but they don't take action. And again, this was also important to me. I wanted to be with someone who was a someone of action, someone that they get the job done. If they say they're going to do something, they're going to act on it. They're going to work on it. And someone who is working on bettering themselves, building, you know, going after what they want. Again, for me, that is very, very attractive. Seeing someone, you know, say, this is what I want to do. And they start doing the work to make that happen. You know, of course, it may not be an overnight thing, but they're persistent. They take action. For me, that was so important. Another thing, I had to be with someone who was a gentleman. And I actually wrote this on my list. That was important to me because I wanted to make sure I was in a relationship where I would feel safe, where I would be with someone that was a gentleman, not someone who's abusive, not someone who would take me for granted or would treat me less than, but someone who would treat me like a queen. That was important to me. And I also feel like sometimes, you know, as time has progressed, a lot of men have lost that gentleman aspect. Of course, not all, but some, you know, as people say, chivalry is dead. And in some aspects for some men, that is the case. Um, Of course, it's not for all. But for me, that was important. I needed to be with a gentleman. I needed to be with someone who would treat me like the queen that I am. So I have two more on my list, actually. So the next thing that I wrote was I wanted to be with someone who is assertive again for me this was important because I wanted to be with someone that I could actually respect I think if I was with a man who was honest inassertive or unassertive I'm not really sure what the right term is correct me if I'm wrong that would be very unattractive for me I wanted to be with someone who could lead who was a leader um especially the kind of person I am I'm a natural leader and sometimes I just gravitate towards being in control of things and I needed to be with someone that was assertive that you know could hold their own that had their own voice that was confident in their own abilities and someone who had a level of assertiveness of course not a dictator because that would not work (laughs) and I would not (laughs) be happy in such a relationship but someone who could be assertive that was very important to me now the last thing on my list was someone that had a good sense of humor And this was important to me because life can get so serious, but you need to be able to have banter with your partner. Like if you can't laugh together, can you really do life together? I mean, that needs to be put on a shirt. (laughs) But honestly, having a good sense of humor was very important to me. I like to have a laugh like the next person. I remember in school, one of the things that my form tutor would say about me to my parent was that, oh, PK, she's so, so good, but she laughs too much. But honestly, I love to laugh and, you know, humor and fun is important to me. So I needed to be with someone that had a good sense of humor. So I actually wrote down, let me just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven qualities that I wanted in my husband. Now, the real question you're probably asking is, does your husband have these seven qualities? And I can actually say, he does. He actually has all of these seven qualities. And like I said to you earlier, as you can see, I didn't write physical qualities down or physical attributes. Of course, I did have some expectations and things that I wanted. But for me, these qualities were more important than just a physical six foot two, six foot two from such and such country. Um, and I think it's important if you are writing down a list for you to really think about 
Are these things essential? Are these things conducive to having a healthy and happy relationship? Are these things conducive to building the type of relationship that I want in future? And that's something to consider because it may be things you want, but maybe these are things that are not essential to making a relationship work. So that's definitely something to consider as you're writing your list or even as you are dating at the moment or thinking about dating or getting to a stage right now that you are ready to commit, that you want to be in a relationship or you want to settle down. These are things for you to really think about. Another aspect that I want to explore is where does your list come from? As in, where does those expectations come from? A lot of the times when we have certain desires or certain expectations, sometimes we form those out of hurts that we've been through. So you may say, I don't want to be with someone from such and such country. And sometimes that reason may be because you've dated people from that country and you've had a bad experience with them. So now you've written off every single person from that country because, you know, the kind of people that you've dated in the past. And I think that's also something to consider as you read through a list you've written or mentally take note and writing down and really reflect on it. I think something that's very important is having emotional intelligence, is being able to assess and evaluate yourself. It's so much easier to look at someone else, to point out their flaws, their strengths, but sometimes we struggle to do this with ourselves. And I think it's important for you to really reflect on your own intentions and on your own experiences and think, okay, hmm, okay, so this is my expectation. Where does this come from? Maybe you say to yourself, you'll not date someone who earns less than six figures as an example. And you've got to ask yourself, why is that? It's not necessarily wrong to have the expectation and perhaps, you know, maybe the circle of people that you network with, that is very common. But perhaps in the circle that you network with, it's not common. And it's not to say that's not realistic, but it's for you to assess, you know, why is that so important to me? Is it because I want security? Is it because I earn six figures and I don't want to be with someone who earns less than that? really thinking and assessing the reasons as to why you have those expectations and also thinking about is that going to be a deal breaker for me if I meet someone who I'm compatible with I get along with you know we have a good laugh we have banter you know it flows there's a connection there will that be a deal breaker for me That's also something for you to think about. I think when you are forming your list, you need to think of your deal breakers. Maybe starting a family is very important to you, or perhaps it's something that you don't want. Maybe you don't want children. And again, that tends to be something that a lot of people want. And then you've got to think about whether that's something you're going to be willing to compromise on or whether that's going to be a deal breaker for you. So just to kind of summarize a little bit, your list represents your expectations. I'm sure we can agree on that. Your expectations kind of form your standard, the standard for you. Now, when I was dating and I'd written this, not dating, sorry, when I was single and I'd written this list down, for me, that formed my standard. I didn't want to be with someone that didn't meet that particular standard. There's a lot of things I could have compromised on physically, um, but for me, those qualities were really important. Those qualities, I believe, were things that I needed to have in someone. These were things that I knew that would be essential. They would have an impact on how my future relationship would be. So as a result, I didn't compromise on those things. But again, there's a lot of other things that I didn't necessarily write down that I could have compromised on. You know, for example, the profession, the person worked, you know, what they earned, I could have compromised on those things as long as they had the core essential things that I believed I needed in a partner. And again, your standard is going to be your reference. And this is why it's important for you to assess, going back to the original question, is your list helping or hindering you? You've got to think, is this list that I have going to help me to find a suitable life partner? Or is this list going to help me to find someone who is going to help me to destroy my life? 
Because who you marry, who you commit your life to, who you enter a romantic relationship with can have such a huge impact on your life. It can have an impact on your career, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional being. It can have an impact on everything. And it's so important for you to align yourself with someone who's going to add to your life in a positive way. And when I say add, I'm not just talking about buying you gifts and taking cute pictures with you and going out for nice dates, but someone that's actually going to add to your life. Someone that's going to help you to bring out the best side of you. Someone who you can be yourself with. One of the things I love about my relationship is that I can be my authentic self. I can be my weird self. There's certain sides of me that only my husband sees <laughs> in the comfort of my home. And honestly, it's so important for you to be able to be yourself. One of the things that can be so stifling, you know, sometimes, for example, when we're outside of our home is that we can't really be ourselves. We can't really talk how we want to talk or we can't really be our quirky self as we would like to be. But when you are in a home, when you are in your relationship, that should represent a safe space for you that should represent a place where you can truly be yourself outside we're in the when we're in the corporate world when we're out there we need to be professional sometimes we can't really let our hair down and you know be ourselves and unbutton and really let go and be who we truly are and when you're in your relationship that should be a place where you can be yourself that should be a place where you don't need to tiptoe around you don't need to walk on eggshells you can truly be who you are And it's so important to be able to have that. But I think that's something that has to be nurtured. And again, it goes back to compatibility. If you're with someone that for you, the way your personality is, you know, it's not really the kind of personality that they naturally connect with, or it's not really the kind of personality that they find attractive. You're going to have to change yourself to suit that person. And sometimes that's going to mean, you know, breaking down a little bit of who you are to make that person happy, which can actually in turn make you very unhappy so I think it's really important to assess especially the compatibility element of it if you are someone that you're going to write a list I do think in some ways having a list or having a standard or having you know essential things for yourself is important it can help to guide you and help you to navigate the dating world which can get really overwhelming especially if you're going on lots of dates or you're meeting lots of people it can get overwhelming you can get to a stage where you're like uh I I don't know what to do. (laughs) Everybody seems cool. Everyone seems like we have a vibe or whatever. But I do think sometimes having a standard, especially your non-negotiables, can really help you to navigate the dating world, can help you to navigate relationships that you're in. Because sometimes, you know, for some people, they enter into relationships very quickly, very fast, and the emotions are going, the worlds are turning, and they're not really thinking about am I compatible with this person? Do we actually want the same things relationship-wise? Is this actually going to work long time? Sometimes those questions come later on and I do think it's important to start to establish that in the beginning, especially if you don't want to waste your time. And I think for me, time is a commodity I do not want to waste. But I'm going to wrap up this episode. I want to end saying this. Is your list helping or hindering you? Like I said, having a standard, having expectations, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I think in some ways it's good to have an expectation, to have a standard, to know your worth, of course. But also you need to think about whether your list is helping or hindering you to build a healthy relationship that you desire. You know, and if you find your list isn't, maybe your list is very superficial, maybe your list is very surface level, then dig a bit deeper and start thinking about what are the core essential things that my partner needs to have? What are the non-negotiables? What are the things that I'm not willing to compromise on. These are the things you need to focus on. These are the things you need to think about a bit more and really pray about it. You know, think about it, pray about it. If you say, I don't believe in prayer, fair enough. But if you do, 
honestly, prayer is so powerful. And for me, it played such a huge part in me connecting with my husband in our dating phase. That's something I did a lot. And honestly, it's definitely something that helps with my marriage today as well. So I do hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. As we're coming towards the end of the year, I'm going to be doing a lot more reflection in these podcasts, sharing with you things that I've learned throughout 2021 because heck, I have learned a lot. I have been stretched so much this year and I really want to start sharing some of the lessons that I've learned with you. And I'd love to know your thoughts. How has 2021 been for you? Are you someone that is in a relationship? Are you dating? Are you dating and waiting? Are you single and ready to mingle? Are you single and you're like, I'm just doing me right now. I'm not in a rush. I'd love to know where you're at right now in your journey and what you thought of today's episode. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you already know what I'm going to say. Please leave a rating, leave a review. I see the number of people that listen and many of you have not yet left a review. (laughs) So I'd really appreciate your support in doing so. It helps with the algorithm. It helps other people to see the podcast channel. So please leave your support it would mean so much to me. But anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Have a great rest of your week. December is upon us. By the time this episode comes out, we'll already be in December. I cannot believe it. And we're now counting down the days to 2022. I'd also love to know what topics you'd like me to cover. Check out the show notes. All my details are there. Get in touch. I'd love to know what episodes you'd like me to cover in 2022. And honestly, guys, have a great rest of your week. And I'll be back with you in the next episode. Take care.